Hello there, Aaron here, and I just want to take a few moments and explain to you what you are about to hear. When I first decided to do this podcast, I recruited my sister Shannon to permanently co-pilot the show with me. She agreed, and we recorded a few episodes, calling it Siblings on Record, with its own theme song recorded by my brother-in-law, Matt, and its own graphic, also designed by Matt. Life happens, and we had to stop for a little while, and I decided to strike out on my own, as it were, and start up the R4 podcast. I've never given up on Siblings on Record, though, and as you'll hear, it's the same show as R4, but there are two voices instead of one. So this was recorded a while ago before any R4 episodes were done, and I'm happy to say that we're going to keep going with Siblings on Record permanently moving forward every other week. I see both of these shows as different branches of the same tree. That also applies to guests, so if you dig Siblings on Record and want to come on the show with us or make album requests, you can do that for either show. We always love to hear feedback from the listeners, and we also would love to receive hopefully stellar iTunes ratings and reviews for the podcast, too. As I said, these shows are all the same thing. So this is the first Siblings on Record episode where Shannon and I talk about Led Zeppelin 3. Hope you dig it. Take care, and I'll catch you later. This week on Siblings on Record, Led Zeppelin 3. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Shannon. And this is Siblings on Record a podcast where each week one of us picks an album and together we spend the episode talking about it, reviewing it, and analyzing it. So for this first episode, it's my pick and I have selected Led Zeppelin 3. Shannon, why don't you give us the basic facts about Led Zeppelin 3? The album was released on Atlantic Records in the U.S. on October 5th, 1970 and in the United Kingdom on October 23rd, 1970. It was produced by Jimmy Page, engineered by... Andy Johns and Terry Manning, and was recorded at Headley Grange in East Hampshire, UK. Its peak position on the U.S. Billboard 200 was number one, and on the U.S. Billboard Soul LPs, number 30. All right, first episode, The Mighty Zeppelin. So for the lineup card, we've got Jimmy Page on guitars, Robert Plant, lead vocalist, John Paul Jones, bass guitars and keyboards, and John Bonham, the drummer. So Shannon, Led Zeppelin, what made you get into this band? How did they draw you in? And how did you discover Led Zeppelin 3? Well, I, I guess my thoughts on Led Zeppelin to begin with probably do go back to dad. Um, yeah, although yeah. you were a major part of that as well. But um, I, I just remember that seeing like Led Zeppelin 4 and probably hearing it as a little kid. So I'm guessing that's how I came across them. But um, later on, I ended up doing like a book report on them in the eighth grade because I, I was into them because of you. That, that's when you came into play. You, well, yeah. you had some of their albums. Well, that's because I'm the older sibling and you have to listen to what I <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, you know, I did, I did this book report. I got an A on it, by the way. Outstanding. And, um, yeah, really, really good. And um, found Led Zeppelin three right around the same time, um, more my freshman year in high school. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite albums by them, to be honest, and probably critically one of the least liked. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, it's, it's an interesting background on it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I remember dad had this record. He had Led Zeppelin three, Led Zeppelin four and houses of the Holy. He didn't play this record much though. He, he favored Led Zeppelin four and houses of the Holy. Those were the ones mm -hmm. he had in, in rotation. He didn't play Led Zeppelin three much. I just remember the cover of it with the spinning wheel and the images. I thought that was pretty wild. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, Led Zeppelin, it's one of those bands that you couldn't get away from, especially in the 80s. You know, we, we grew up in the 80s. We're in our, both in our 40s. Yes. Um, so I was listening at the time to a lot of the hair metal. You know, they called it just heavy. They lumped all this kind of music together and they called it heavy metal or hard rock, however you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And as an influence for most of these bands that I was into... They were always talking Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. So I was aware of them, and you couldn't get away from them on classic rock radio. I mean, you knew all their big, you know, I knew Black Dog and Stairway. Everybody knew those songs. Yes. Um, but I wasn't super into them yet. It happened when I was uh, I was working at a photo plant overnight, and there was this guy, Colin. Hey, Colin, if you're listening. Um, he was big time into Zeppelin, and he was telling me that I, I had to get into them. He's, you know, I, I said, well, I like Led Zeppelin. He's like, no, no, you got to, you know, he, he was really heavy into them. And through his influence, I really started to take a deep dive into the albums. So eventually I came along, you know, came around to Led Zeppelin 3. And, you know, I, I at first it, it, it took me aback a little bit because it is a little bit different from, uh, you know, the rest of their catalog. But eventually, you know, you, you listen to it, the, the tracks sink in. And, and now I very much love it. It's a great record. You just brought up something that's really funny because I said my freshman year in high school. At that point, when you were working at that photo plant, you were living with, with me and mom. And, um, you, I remember right. you, you had, the, you had the basement apartment or I called the apartment cause it was just the big basement. It that's was like right. your room. I called and it that, the dungeon. The dungeon. That's yes. right. That's right. So that's really what, why that's where it really happened for me. I mean, I was listening to all Led Zeppelin at that point because of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when I went in, I went in hardcore and, and to this day, I'm still a massive lead head. I mean, they're, they're easily one of my favorite bands of all time. And yes. the reason why I, I picked this record, you know, because, you know, it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, come on. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, another funny thing about them, you know, they were so you, you made a made mention that all of the hair bands and all those metal bands of the 80s were, you know, heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin, who hated being called heavy metal. Yeah, they did. They were labeled like the first heavy metal band, and they hated that. They yeah. hated that moniker. Yeah, it's it's some well, interesting you had those, history. Those three major English bands that that sort of like birthed heavy metal more or less. Black Sabbath, who truly is probably the first heavy metal yeah. band, or you know, you could definitely make a case for that. Agreed. Uh, Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple. All yes. those all those bands were heavy rock, had great guitar players and heavy riffs, and you know, so they all got kind of. They're all thought of as the forefathers of heavy metal. And I think you can make a case for that for sure. Even Zeppelin. I mean, their, their heavier numbers definitely influenced so many of those bands. And yes. like, like we just alluded to, you, you couldn't get away from them. No, definitely not. And, and who would want to? No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah, they're just awesome. Okay, so let's go into our track-by-track -track analysis. Right into track number one, Immigrant Song, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant.
Shannon, what do you think of Immigrant Song? I think the song is powerful, and it's it's so different from their previous material. So immediately the listeners put on notice that yep. there's this is this is something. Whoa, what's going to happen? This is unique, and it's it's like you know you got Robert Plant screaming ah. I mean, he's like really screaming at you and you want to scream right with him and Absolutely. get up there and, you know, just dance. Actually, I always like dancing to this song. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a fast, short, chugging rocker. Uh, the bass and the guitars are in tandem. They're, they're both playing the same riff. Um, the Viking imagery, you know, they're storming the shores of England. It's right on point. Yeah, they mirror each other, really. The music and the lyrics really work well together in this particular song. And it's it's just it's 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 great. Yeah, it really does. It's 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 a fantastic opening song for the album. Uh they also opened their tours around this time with this song. Uh they right. ex- yeah, they extended it quite a bit. Jimmy Page played a, a, a long solo, so it, you know it's not quite as short. I mean it's much longer than yeah. it was on the album, but uh yeah, great, great opening track. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, because they could have left it at like those couple of minutes, which is pretty much all it is, and yeah. still would have left the audience, I'm talking live, of course, I mean, it still would have left the, the audience going, yeah, all right, this yeah. is awesome, you, you know, what's what's going now, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, this, yeah, this is great, it's just, it's a, one of the Zeppelin's great songs, no question about it, you hear it on the radio, uh, it's, you know, one of their, one of their best, no doubt. Yes, So we're moving on to the next track, number two, which is Friends, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Shannon, what do you think about Friends? I think Friends is a great song. Um, it's not one of my favorites, but um, it, yeah, mine it's, but it's it's not this launch into you know like into this album the way that like, the Immigrant song is. But it does serve as a reminder that what's to come is is, is going to be completely different from what they've previously done. Yeah, more acoustic guitars. Absolutely, and the string arrangements and and whatnot by you know John Paul Jones. It's it's really beautiful. Actually. Uncredited by John Paul Jones. Yes. Even though this was considered, Led Zeppelin III as a whole was was considered more of a democratic album, meaning that they got more input from the other members. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the first two records are all Jimmy Page, practically. Right. But but Page but Page's head is still blown up, and obviously he didn't get the credit to yeah. <laughs> John Paul Jones. Yeah, so. no, yeah no kidding. Um, no. Yeah, Friends, you know, it, it's it's a good song. The lyrics are basically, uh, they're not that deep. They're about friends, you know, I mean, having friends, keeping friends, picking one up, you know, one another up when you're feeling down or blue. Um, it's got that we- uh, percussion that's, it's not like a, a powerful, it's not a full kit. It almost sounds like congas. I don't know what right. bottom's playing there, but it, it's not, you know, it, the percussion is not in your face. And no. the string section makes it ca- kind of feel a little bit dreamy. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a good track. It, like like we said before, not my, not my favorite by any means, but you know, it, it's a good track, a good right. uh, number two. And then as it fades out, it, it goes. You know, the Moog synthesizer that yeah, John Paul yeah. Jones is playing, um, and it goes down. It slows down into this drone, which yes. leads right into the next track. Right. And that next song would be track number three, Celebration Day, 
written by John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, and Robert Plant. I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. I do. <laughs> it might be one of my favorite songs on the track and maybe not most people's, but there's something that's so it's like when you when it first comes on, it's like, there's like this funky, almost like banjo-y type of, it's not banjo obviously, but it's like that. It's got that ding, 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 like sound to it. Yeah. Ding, and ding. It, it, yeah. And it's, and, it, and you're like waiting, like what, what the heck's happening? And you've got You've got plants singing behind, you know, and I'm, and I'm but you, you feel anticipation for some reason. And then whenever Paige and Bonham come in together and they start launching into that main rhythm, you just want to jump up and start moving. Yeah, it's no, such a cool tune. It's, it's a good track. I, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to say like you did. I mean, tell us how you really feel about it, Shan. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't love it, love it, love it. I, I almost kind of lump Celebration Day and Friends. I, I see them almost like as a, almost like one long song the way oh, they really? kind of bleed into each other they're not the same but i mean celebration day is it, it picks up the pace it's much faster uh the lyrics i i actually have a hard time interpreting the lyrics uh, what i read on wiki is that it, it was inspired by his trip to plants trip to new york uh, i don't know i i i don't even really know where to pick up on you know i, I didn't pick that well, up see i, I kind of thought it might be inspired by me because her face is cracked from smiling all the fears that she's been yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Definitely, definitely could be inspired by you. But yeah, no, yeah. no, no. There's, 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 there is a woman in there. But I, I yes. don't know. I just read that it was that he said it was inspired by New York. I guess he introduced it at a couple concerts as the New York song. Interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get that. But no, it, it, it's a good song. I, what I, I, I think the bass playing on this song is tremendous, especially in yes. the chorus where it's not just playing, he's not just following along with Paige's guitar like he usually does. He's actually p playing some cool little bass runs in each chorus. Um, no, it's a good track. I, I'm not I gonna, I'm I not, it. It's not bad, but it, it's, it is a good track, no doubt about it. I do. I, and I, again, I think it's because, you know, you were talking about I, something that I didn't even mention. You, you were right about John Paul Jones' bass playing. It almost has like a funky type of rhythm yeah. to it. Yeah. And it does. Especially it in the chorus. want to move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. No. Yeah. I think it's that's so consistent. It's that's crazy. almost the standout thing to my ears is is John Paul Jones' bass playing. And that's probably it. But, you know, I, when I was thinking about it initially, it was it was that, near, 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 yeah. you know, that I love that, 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 you know, and you've got bottom but anyway i'm going on and on no it's, no it's good i mean and this the thing about zeppelin is i mean if you really listen to what each member is bringing to the table each piece they they were such good musicians and they played together so well that, oh you know, man their, their chemistry was was yeah it's it, unfounded and it's, and it's hard to pick apart like like well no bottom sucked on this side no no he <laughs> yeah. never, they never did they always were did it just right all right. the pieces always fit just right agreed and now it's time for track number four, Since I've Been Loving You, written by John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, and Robert Plant. Drag, 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 drag. Oh, yeah. Now, now. 
Shannon, how about Since I've Been Loving You? Now, this is the track, I think, that serves as the reminder that they used to be this this bluesy band. And we still can do this. It's, it's almost saying to me, and it is, it's a gorgeous song, I think. Yeah. Another highly popular tune. It is, yeah. They and, played it um, live throughout their entire career after that. Yes. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it is. It's, it's tremendous, and it's very dramatic. Yes. And... Um, and it, it reminds me mostly of one and two. Yeah, and dynamic. It goes loud and soft. Yes. I think that yes. the band felt it was their best blues number, and I, I tend to agree. I, I think it is too. It's a really, it's a very strong, powerful blues number. Uh, it's written in the key of C minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they cut this live in the studio. It has very few uh, overdubs on it. Uh, John Paul Jones playing that Hammond organ, which is, it's always floating there right. in the background. Sometimes you can, sometimes it comes to the fore and you go, oh, wow, yeah, there's some organ in this thing. Yes. And I guess he doesn't play bass guitar. He's, he's actually using bass pedals. Um, oh, how fun. Yeah. yeah that, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That, that is something unique in so itself. That, yeah. I didn't know that either. I, I, I read that, but I mean, that's, that's what's happening there. So yeah, this track was basically cut live. It's a, it, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, it's interesting that you did say that it, it's one of their most popular, one that most popular, but it was also the one that they liked the best because it was something that was different from the others in the respect of the other blues songs they would do. You could hear such heavy, you know, uh, Chicago blues or, or even yes. you know, Delta blues influences sure. throughout the song. Thread yeah. it. And it, it did do covers, of course. Yeah. But this song did have something different in it. Yeah. Whilst... While still honoring that past. I think especially Page brought his own personality to this song. And his guitar solo is tremendous. I, I, I think oh, it's, yeah, it is. I do think it's his best blues solo, you know, of all those Zeppelin big blues numbers. I, I yes. it's my favorite yeah. solo. So yeah, this song pretty much has it all. It's a a great, great tune, great, great blues song. Um and also the it's interesting to note too, if you if you listen for it, uh John Bonham, he had his bass pedal was I guess it was new or it was something that it was squeaking. And if you listen to the track, you can hear it. Oh, I'm going to have to can, go back yeah, there and see hear, if I can hear it. You can hear his bass pedal squeaking. And Jimmy Page said when when he was doing like the remastering, because he, he did a couple of times, he's done some giant remastering uh, yes. for, off the Zeppelin catalog. He yes. said that this particular song, that the squeaking bass pedal really was was his biggest problem with it. But uh, And you can hear it if you listen close. But yeah, I, I yeah, you can't say enough about this song really good yeah no it's 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 tremendous definitely so the next song track number five the last song on the first side for all you vinyl geeks out there out on the tiles written by john bonham jimmy page and robert plant Um, it's, it's a good song. I like it a lot. Um, you know, honestly, it's so funny when we were, we were talking about reviewing like the, these songs, this, this is one that it does stand out with that. Do you, 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 you,
but as a whole, it's that it, bass it, and guitars in tandem again there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it, again, it doesn't, it, it's something new, it's something different, but it's, um, I guess unlike the celebration song, it just didn't, I don't have a lot of input on this one. Maybe you have more than I do. I love the unholy frig out of this song. <laughs> I love this song. It's a heavy steam shovel Led Zeppelin rocker. You know, what I mean, it's 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 like the prototype. It's you know, communication breakdown. It's a whole lot of love. It's 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 a heavy hard rock song. It influenced. I I I know that this. Uh, song influenced a lot of those bands that you know 80s bands that we were talking about before yeah i have two words for this song john bonham he's a oh, monster yeah. he's a monster <laughs> in this song the drumming is just so powerful i i really think he's driving this song and i wonder if that's why he's got got credit for it i mean i don't know if he had any input to the, any of the musical input or, or whatnot but yeah he, he's the one that really drives this song for me Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just like it's just a hard rocking number. There's it's there's not much to say about it as far as, you know, it, it's not like, wow, it's going to blow you. You know, it's not you know, it's not like uh, completely different than whoa, the holy moly. But I just I just as a Zeppelin heavy rock tune, I love it. I think it's, it's right. It's right up there for me. That's so funny. And, and since you're my older brother, now I have to go back and decide whether or not I feel the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even like even I even like when it goes into the outro, you know, where they're just playing, you know, they're, yes. they're just going out and, and plants doing his ooh yes and, you know, all that stuff. It, it's it's yeah. it's great. I really I really dig this tune a lot. Again, there's there's not a song on the album I dislike. I like this album as a whole, but I'm, I'm like that pretty much with just about every Zeppelin album. Um, it's just um, on this album alone it's it's not one of my one of my favorites that's yep. so funny you know i hear you and wiki says that out on the tiles is a british phrase meaning going out for a night on the town oh how cool and i actually now that i think about it i think that's what i read that bonham it was a saying of bonham i'm going out on the tiles which meant that he was going he was gonna out, get drunk he was gonna go out <laughs> on the town and get blasted I think that, yeah. that, which i guess he yeah, had a penchant for um, Absolutely. So I think that's. I'll, I'll bet he titled this song. He probably did, especially yeah. since, like, as you brought up, he he had such powerful. He he stands out in this song. Yeah. And again, this is a democratic album. There was a lot more input from the other members. Yeah. So as as you know, as opposed to previously. Yep. Sure. All right. So now we turn the record over to side two, and we lead off with Gallows Pole, which has a traditional arrangement with Page and Plant input.
Shannon, Gallows Paul, what do you think? Very Celtic sounding. Um, mm -hmm. Also another incredibly popular song. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just, there's a lot of unique elements to it. I, I do like this one a lot. I really do. Um, and I, I love the way that, the, the, I love the way Paige plays in this song. And I do like the drums actually, doom, 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 doom. you know, it just gets, it gets it the way that it progresses. It speeds up. It's, it's, it's yes. a lot of fun. Yeah. It gets the, the pace picks up as a song. Progresses. Absolutely. And it's like, you, you know, suddenly you like, you feel like you want to get out there and just do like this, I don't know, some sort of river dance. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll do a jig. There we go. That's good. Yeah, jig. Um, that's actually the better way to put it. I yeah. don't know. Um, but no, I, I like this song a lot too. Um, it's based on, it's a traditional song. Um, it, it's something that's, I guess it's based on a song called The Maid Freed from the Gallows. That's what I looked up and, uh, and basically it's the same kind of thing. It, it's about a person uh, and the original oh, song. it's gotta be the maid. Yeah. yeah. And well, the original song, it's, it's a, a woman, a girl trying to get away from being hung <laughs> and then God. Zeppelin turned into, you know, a guy and people pleading for people to rescue him from the hangman. You yes. know, he starts off with his friends and it's his brother. Then it's his sister, you yeah. know, Shannon saved me from the gals pole, you know? And, we, and I totally just give, I, give the hangman a little something, something. And, you know, I would, I would go. negotiate. Definitely. Okay. All right. That, that's good to know. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you try to save me. Absolutely. Of course it didn't work. They, they hang him in the end, but yes, what are you going to do? Yeah. This, this kicks off the so-called acoustic side of, Zeppelin three. Um, it's again, acoustic guitar, guitars are to the fore. Um, there's mandolin in it that yep. John Paul Jones plays and, and it, it, it builds steadily. Like it just starts with the acoustic guitar and plant singing. And then the mandolin comes in, the bass comes in. And then when you, uh, bottoms drums and a banjo, it is a banjo played by Jimmy Page who said that he really couldn't play banjo, but it fits. It works. Yes. Um, and, and you get, you actually begin to see here, this is a good demonstration of how, Page, I mean, how good Page could play acoustically too. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just really beautiful stuff, but but able to maintain some sort of like a Roxy. Here's Roxy again. Mm, Roxy. That that rock type of sound in the background, even though, like you said, it's traditional. It is Celtic sounding. Yeah. But it still rocks. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah, especially in the, in the bass line and the and the second guitar line that comes through. Right? That's where yeah, that's where I hear that Celtic influence. Um, another good song. Um, I definitely, it's one I would never skip. And it is a song that I think it's kind of has almost like a cult following among Zeppelin fans. They, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, they, a yeah. lot of people really love this yeah, tune. No, and, and, yeah. And when, what, why, there was at one point, I know that Plant ended up doing, it was with Paige and Plant when they got together like several years ago, they ended up doing this like acoustically or something like that. Yeah, they did. Of course, yeah. of course, you know, Plant's register was brought down a bit because yeah. he can't sing quite as high as he used to. Yeah. But it was it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And this album though, you're still we're talking prime Robert. Oh Plant. yeah, you can hit the highest of the highs and right. But but the point being is that like you said, it as it's it stayed as it's a real mainstay. Yeah, even today. Absolutely. So yep. It's it's cool. Yeah, good good track. Okay, so let's continue on with track number seven. This is Tangerine, written solely by Jimmy Page. Thinking how it used to be 
does she still remember times like these? To think of us again. Shannon, give me the lowdown on Tangerine. I love this song. It's it's yeah, probably too. my yeah. It, it's it's probably my favorite song on on the entire album. Really? And um, yeah, you know, it, it really kind of is. It's it's written in A minor. And the reason why I know this is because one of my friends in my freshman year in high school, he used to bring in his Fender acoustic and he'd play it. And I was like, wow, this is great. At the time, you were you were living in the dungeon. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I would play that one track over and over and over again, and it's just really bittersweet lovely kind of haunting actually come yeah. to think of it yeah it's really pretty it's it's a sad love song lost love song um jimmy page is playing great acoustic guitar on it um the words aren't very deep but they're very effective and robert plant just sings it excellently well you know he, he puts a lot of invests a lot of emotion into it yeah i agree and um you know in in the in the solo is is astounding yeah good solo yeah, it, and it has like a bluesy riff to it. In fact, it's it is kind of bluesy, but it's still it still maintains that that melody that it's just it's it's just so yeah, smooth. Yeah, it maintains the mood of the song. You know that yeah. that somber, you know, mood. And also, you know, you hear that um, pedal steel, which is played yes. by Jimmy Page, also, um, which just adds a little more color, adds a little more mood to the song. It's um, just right. Yeah, yeah, very very effective. Page was really excellent at at, yeah. at doing that. You know, setting up. Uh, sounds the way he wanted it to, to, you know, to get a, the point across, to set the mood, to, you know, uh, really emphasize what they were going for. He was a master of that for sure. Yeah, I, and I agree. And Bonham's drumming is, is restrained. It's there, you know what I mean? But it's, it's not, yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it, everything just fits perfectly. Um, fantastic song. It is. And, you know, and, and I love the way it ends. In fact, it's, it, it brings that, that it has like this, this, this mood, of course, it's, you know, it's somber, but it has, that quality of like, oh, there's some uplifting points. And then he kind of sums it up in the end. It's like uplifting. And then it, and it ends just, again, bittersweet. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. Very excellent. Um, this song jumped out at me when I first heard the album. It, it's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, I'll never skip this track. It's, it's outstanding. It's excellent. So now it's on to our next track, That's The Way, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. What did mama say to me? Shannon, that's the way. This song to me reminds me of like that. Oh man, you know I love the way that I God, this isn't even coming out very eloquently, but you know the way I love the way that Plant sings this because it, he just he kind of drags it out and makes yeah. it sound so you know like the poor person the one you know it's like you know sad dog dog eyed you know eyed or something i don't know that yeah. like again this doesn't sound eloquent at all but it's beautiful actually i like this song yeah i like this song too it's it's really um i love the way that you know you've got 
You've got Paige there, do, 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 do. You know, he's, he's playing his, but then you've got Plant. This, I think that's what stands out the most in this song for me is him. The way that he sings it, he just sounds so forlorn. Yeah, no, I agree. He, he, he puts the proper emotion into it. I think that he gets the mood of it very, very well. Yeah, I think this is a Plant showcase too. Yeah, I mean, he just, um, and he picks it up a little bit too. You know, he's, he's trying to get his point across. Yeah, it's two in a row actually where Plant really is, is bringing it. Yes. On these, you know, softer, more mellow tunes. Um, but, you know, but since we've hit the second half of the album, like I, I alluded to you off offline, it was, you know, this is my favorite half. I love the acoustic parts. They're just beautiful. And this is where they were so heavily criticized. Yeah. They got slammed for this. I mean, this is, I mean, well, you got to, you got to figure. So uh, a fan back then who had, you know, Led Zeppelin 2, which with a lot of crunchiness on there, you know, a whole lot of love and whatnot. Yeah, they were awesome. looking for a whole lot of love part two. This album really didn't give it to them. You know, maybe you got Immigrant Song, which is, a, and maybe Out on the Tiles are, are pretty heavy rockers, but then right. you get this entire second side full of acoustic music that must have thrown people for a loop. Absolutely. And maybe this is what, maybe this album does actually, I mean, I, I do know it's the bridge. It's, it's definitely the bridge that, you know, that brings them to the new side of music for them. Yeah. But it also completely showcases their talent. Yes. Holy moly, these guys just were the best. Yeah. Really the best. Yeah, you got to be able to play it acoustically. You know what I mean? So I, I heard, I can't remember where it came from, but somebody said, if you can't play it acoustically, the song's no good. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, 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 I semi-subscribe to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this song is, is it's, it's a good song. Uh, John Paul Jones is on the mandolin again. Uh, mm-hmm. Paige's guitars are great. Uh, I matter of fact, I don't even know if Bonham's on this at all. I think I think no, he's not. There's a little I, well, bit of tambourine. I think yeah, towards the end of it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but it, but it's, he's not he's not like really he's not a highlight in this song at all. Yeah, he's not really a highlight. This is not a Bonham album for no, sure, except for maybe out on the tiles like yeah. you, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, but um, but it's a great song. The lyrics, I, I had a hard time kind of figuring out what the lyrics of the song were about. I mean, I, I've read online that there, he was talking about, like, the ecology, like the environment, that he was worried about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, because there are, and if you look, especially in the second and the third verses, you can kind of pick that up from it. You know, he's talking about the dead fish in the water and... Right. You know, he's concerned about that and, and the girl is kissing flowers. And, yes. of course, you know, this is, these acoustic tunes were mostly composed or written at Bramrar. So mm-hmm. they were, you know, there was no running water. There was no electricity. They were just in this like cottage in the woods yep. and they were seeing all of this beautiful nature and stuff, which I think that, well, there's no doubt that it flavors this record big time. Oh yeah. And it absolutely. probably, I could just see like, you know, them walking in there, you know, I think the water came from like a stream in the back or something like that. And you, and you see, you know, you walk there, you see this beautiful scenery and you just, you, you want to, it probably inspired them to write these nature filled lyrics. And it, and it's funny, they really truly are musicians because I mean, the whole, the whole, point of the trip was a hiatus from the road right. they just were completely burnt out on touring yeah well how many how many tours did they did, <laughs> oh I mean, man they, it was ruthless yeah i, I mean i want to say wow. they've done at least five american tours yes by this point yes yeah. it paid off i mean it oh, paid absolutely. off absolutely oh, they were fried at yeah. this point they were one of if not the biggest band in the world Yes. And, you know, so yeah, they needed a break. So that's what, that's what they did. I read somewhere that, that Paige said that he, 
they weren't like going there specifically to write music. They were just That's going I mean. there to take a break. It was a hiatus. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, and it ended up being a working vacation. Yeah. But because they're musicians, you know, you think Jimmy Page is going to go somewhere and not bring a guitar with him. You know what I mean? He's, gonna, he, he's, <laughs> he's going to go somewhere. He's going to write a song, you know? So. Right. And the voice just goes along for the ride. Yep. So yep. there it is. But uh, that's the way. It, it, it's a good song. I like it a lot. It is. I, I do too. I like it. And that will take us to the next track, Bron Rar Stomp, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Stomp. I think this song is the one that showcases Paige's talent. Holy moly, his ah. picking is really, really awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's, and it's a popular song. You know, it's I'll talk to friends and, and such, and you know, just people that love Led Zeppelin, and they're like, oh man, it's always Bronrar Stomp. You know, this has got to be the song. And, and it is. It's just so cool. Yeah. I love this song. I, I've always loved this song. Yeah, this I don't is, know anybody who doesn't. Yeah, this yes. is this is another one that stood out to me right away. I guess I just like the the groove of it. You know, I mean, I I, 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 I like Bonham's. You know, boots, boots, boots. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like it's well, I I read this and it makes complete sense. It, it's it's a country. It's a hoedown. You know, yes. Swing your partner, dozy do. You know, you can do that. You can do that with to this song. It's uh, it, it bounces, it moves along. It's it is another one that makes you just do. You want it, yeah. You want to move along again, like like celebration day. Like to me, want to make me jump up. This one makes you just want to sit there and groove. Yeah, no, it's and like you said, maybe stomp your foot or clap your hands. Do do do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's it's awesome, you know. But I do think it really does showcase Paige's skill. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, his picking this, is just phenomenal. This is it. definitely a Jimmy Page showcase. Yeah. I love the when the break when they he does the he, he repeats the first part, but he plays it differently. Yeah, where he's like kind of dun, 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 dun. he's like doing like these starts and stops. So I hear that, I just go, oh, that's so cool what he's doing. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I wish I was a guitar player so I could do that. You know, what I mean, yep. I, I love that. I think I think that's just fantastic. Matt Matt says he always says this is one of his favorites of Led Zeppelin because he said it's just so fun to play. And yeah, for you listeners, Matt is my husband good guitar player by yeah, the way excellent guitar wonderful. player um and he um he always said you know even back like in college or whatnot it was like this was a really cool tune to play and it, it's not that easy yeah. <laughs> you know so and it's but it's but it's fun too it, it yeah. i mean it's really kind of lightweight if you really break it down yeah. i mean the songs are about plants dog <laughs> literally about plants dog <laughs> i know i did read that but they're and, they're they're catchy and then- and, you, and that and you, pissed off critics too, by the way. <laughs> it really did. I yeah. don't understand. It's so what? It's a great tune. No, I know. It's it, it, it's it's catchy. You you can't help but like you like you said, groove to it. I mean that's yeah. It. And I love the words. The words are great. You know what I, I mean? Do too. So he I, likes his dog. I love my dog. What the fuck? And the, and the way that he sings it too. I love his the melody for it. It's it's different. You know, it's it's such a cool tune. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I if I'm making a mixtape. Or a playlist 
of Zeppelin. I, I almost always include this song. And if I was going to introduce Zeppelin to a, a, you know, a neophyte who never had heard the band before, I would throw this in there. Absolutely. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? You, you, definitely. Absolutely. Great, great, great song. Indeed. And that brings us to the final track of the album, Hats Off to Roy Harper, a traditional arranged by Charles Obscure, which is a pseudonym for Jimmy Page. <laughs> Shannon, hats off to Roy Harper. This is a, it's interesting that it's a traditional because it's, it doesn't sound that way to me fully. And the reason that being is because of the way Plant sings it and, and the effects they actually put on his voice. Yeah. It, it's just, I it think sounds it's more almost... of, he's just singing it like a straight blues number, which it basically is. But be, I read on Wiki that his voice was filtered through a vibrato amp. Yeah, which, and it does. It gives which, it a really strange effect and yeah. it almost sounds like, whoa. Okay, kind of trippy, yeah. you know. Like it warbles and it looks. It almost sounds like he's singing in a shoebox. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very, very odd effect. And there's only the two musicians playing on. You know, Jimmy Page is playing slide guitar and 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 Plan is doing this odd vocal. Yes. Um, this song is uh is going to bring up a point about there is a, a t- sort of a backlash I think among fandom towards Led Zeppelin uh, because they throughout their career actually they would like lift or borrow or steal whatever you're blatantly yes from other artists songs and not give them credit yes um this one here it borrows heavily from a song called uh shake em on down by an artist named buka white uh, an old blues guy um and he's completely uncredited and there is some validity i think to the to the people who don't like i agree yeah you know I, I i agree I'm a I I'm an unabashed leadhead. I love them. I, oh, I, you know, do too. I, I can yeah. get I can get past that. But the people who really have a problem with it, they've got a point. You know, I mean that well, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was, well, sorry. I was gonna say, well, especially if, if they like the other artist so much. Right. They right. don't feel like, you know, it's like, well, what, what what about my influence here? You know, how come you're not giving credit to that, even though you've clearly lifted this, like you said. Yeah, sure. And you know, they've got uh They've got detractors and, and, and you know, and, and people who don't, don't care about it, which is where, where I'm at. Um, yes. You know, that trial is still going on over the Stairway to Heaven thing. You know, the, the, so it's mm. it's still ongoing. It's It it's, doesn't go away. Um, but uh, as far as this song goes, I, I, I really don't care for it. This, I don't either. Yeah, That's so is, funny. This is the one track on this album you could just completely remove and I'd yes. be okay with it. I, I really don't like this song much at all. Matter of fact... In the Zeppelin canon, this is, if it's not the bottom, it's close. 
Yeah, I, I, I could totally see that. Even I, though I love the album as a whole, yeah. this this song is just like, oh, okay, it's and kind I of a dud. I think it's an awful way to end the album. Man, I just, I, I, I don't know, like, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah, because it was so powerful all yeah. through it. And, you know, well, Roy Harper, so I, I guess it should be noted that he was an English uh, folk singer, you know, troubadour type that... Uh, befriend the Jimmy Page befriended, and you know I guess he was well known in the musician circles, but you know he he was never like became super popular. I guess he was pretty well known in the UK. Right. Um, well, you know, go ahead. That kind of that's kind of oh, sorry. Go no, you should finish. But well, I, I mean, he's more what... famous for being the vocalist on the Pink Floyd song "Have a Cigar." You know. Come on, have a cigar. You're gonna <laughs> go far. That's him. That's where the Roy Harper's the one who sings that him. song. That's awesome. You know, I mean, I, I don't even know if a lot of people know that, but um, oh, I do. <laughs> so, so that's so that's that's Roy Harper, and that that's who they're referencing. And I that's guess funny. you know, Roy Harper was touched that they put his name on there and you know attached it to this song. And I guess you know they remain great friends. I guess Harper opened for Zeppelin wow. on, a, on a few of their shows. So I and don't know, but there it at, is. At this stage, too, when you think about Led Zeppelin three, I mean, it's it's this is they were heavily influenced by folk. Yeah. At this Absolutely. Yeah. So there is some validity, I guess, to this last track, even though it's it's neither one of our favorites. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's kind of a dud, you know, it, of in the in the whole you know catalog. This one's not considered one of their best. I get that, but maybe that is what why they ended it with this because it sums up the thing the thing they were trying to drive home was that our our sound is is evolving. It's changing. Maybe. I mean, maybe you got a point there, I guess. But as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Get that shit out of there. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't like this song at all. I really don't. I hear you. And you know what? I could do without it as well. But that could have been their mindset. Who knows? All right. So that completes our track-by-track track review. We're going to move on now to our rating system. A lot of these podcasts do this, and we're going to do it too. Our rating system is going to be from number zero to five, five being like the best, our favorites, and zero absolute shit. So, Shannon, where do you think Led Zeppelin three rates in your personal rating system i would have to say it's probably a solid four it's it's a it's a powerful album it really showcases so much talent and it shows how much they're evolving at this point their influences their their skill level and the way that they they collaborate is beautiful you know at this point you know again we were talking about you know ripping off certain things or whatever you know aside from that they just it came together beautifully and it's it's just it's it's nice yeah, uh, I'm gonna go you one better. I'm I'm giving this one a four and a half. Um, I have you know I I sort of have the Zeppelin catalog ranked in my head. I've got this one in the upper part, you know, like in in the upper half. Yeah, I do too. It's not a five star album for me, but a five five album for me. But yes. uh, I do like like this one a lot. It's it's right up there. Um, I do. It, it had to grow on me though. I, I didn't like hear this in immediate. I didn't immediately gravitate to it. Only to a, cer- a certain few tracks. Now um, I can look at it and say, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely one of their better ones. I, and I think that's kind of happened to the album as a whole when it yes, was released. It as you uh, talked about before, it didn't, you know, critics kind of hammered it pretty much. Yeah. They, they didn't like it there. What is this? Even the fans were kind of like, what the, you know, what the fuck is this? You know, and, and Page was really he was really pissed off about the fact that it was rated badly. And I understand that now he said, he said, and I'm going to paraphrase, this won't be a direct quote, but he, he was quoted somewhere along the lines of saying like, you know, it takes about a year or so yeah. for, for someone to actually really get what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And, and I think in this, this case, it's very valid. Probably. And I guess he was so pissed off by the reviews that he got that he, uh, for like 18 months, he refused to he do any press. Yes. 
No so, interviews, nothing. Yeah. He just kind of dropped off, but that, yep. that's perfect in his style. Yep. But over time, this album has definitely grown in stature. I mean, I, I have read and I know people who think it's their favorite. It's their favorite yeah. Zeppelin album. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, it's, 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 I, I think it's a very, very strong record. I do love uh, that it's sort of half electric, half acoustic, more or less. Me too. Um, I think that's, that's also been a blueprint for other bands. So you know, Foo Fighters directly did something like that, oh, some, something very yeah. similar to this. So yeah, uh, Led Zeppelin three, great record. I mean, I uh, I think it's uh, you know it's 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 right up there for me, and I think it was a, a great record to start off this podcast with. Yeah, I think so too. Well done, Big Brother, and indeed, it's a gem. So that's going to do it for our first episode. Our first podcast is in the can. Um, before we sign off, I do would like to throw out. A, I do would like to. I do would like to throw out a couple of shout outs. Uh, the first one to my brother in law, Shannon's husband, Matt. Matt Fleming, he is the man who uh, wrote and performed our theme music at the beginning. Excellent job. Thanks so much, Matt. And he is also the designer of our logo. And uh, he did a tremendous job there, too. Thank you so much, Matt. Very much appreciated. And the second shout out I would like to do, I would like to bring up that uh, this podcast that we're doing here. It's not an original concept, not by any means. There are you know, plenty of podcasts who do this kind of thing, reviewing records and talking about music. Uh, I do want to bring up one specifically. Uh, it's called The Great Albums Podcast. Uh, we basically ripped it off <laughs> wholesale from their podcast. We're doing basically what they do. I actually contacted them, and they were kind enough to uh, give us their blessing. Thank you so much, Bill and Brian. Hats off to you. Absolutely. So if you want to hear a, a podcast and hear how it's done the right way, <laughs> I, I strongly recommend the Great Albums podcast. Uh, they, they do a terrific job. And that's going to do it for our first episode. For those of you who would like to contact us, let us know how we're doing. If you like the podcast, if you don't like the podcast, uh, the details of that will be forthcoming in our next episode. So stay tuned. We will let you know how to do that. And so that's going to be it for Siblings on Record. I am Aaron Martell. And I am Shannon Fleming. See you later, guys. Take care. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Not leaving yet.